today the topic. What should the topic be that I wish to talk about today? Maybe talk about sensory shit. That will be the topic. Our topic today will be about various discussions on sensory sensitivities being autistic and all that jazz and what it's like for me how could I have not known that I had any sensory sensitivities? Before I was diagnosed. And I'm trying to think, did I know I had, I mean, I, I knew that sticky, I didn't like. I didn't like sticky, but I didn't see that as a sensory. Um, sensitivity. I didn't say to myself, man, I sure am sensitive to the texture of stickiness. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't see that as a sensory sensitivity. Um, but it's something that I knew I was, I did not like. I did not like stickiness and I'm just now realizing like I don't like whenever I open a bottle of syrup I for the longest have taken my teeth and popped the lid open not knowing why um and I get it now it's not just with syrup it's with bottles of squeezable jelly um anything that you pour out and you know the the exit gets sticky sorry that was a fun little s i had to do um yeah, like, anything you pour out and it got sticky, I would open with my bottom teeth, and I just figured out this year why I open it with my teeth. It's just because I, I don't like the the stickiness. I, I don't like the feeling of stickiness. And let me rephrase that. It's not that I don't like it don't liking some not liking something is just like i don't like that blue in the carpet or i don't like the way they sing that rendition of radiohead's paranoid android that's not liking something i don't like the taste of that new Szechuan sauce Szechuan sauce 
or whatever, you know, like, this is not a matter of, I don't like it. This is a matter of, when I touch something sticky, my brain sends an alert, or when I touch something sticky, my fingers send an alert to my brain that, hey, something is really wrong, and you need to let go of your hand, or open your hand and let go of the object and drop whatever you are touching. You see me right now, I'm just like, because I'm imagining, you know, something being, uh, sticky. Sensory. And the Y will just be like, It's just make a little right there. Sensory. Here we go. Sensory. Right here. Alright, so. Sensory, yeah. So, the stickiness to me is like a, an alarm that goes off in my brain whenever I touch it. So, like, it's not something that's just like a preference. No, it's like something that is inherently wrong. That is a sensitivity that I know I had. I can say that, you know, I was aware of prior to my autism diagnosis. Um, what else? Wool. Wool is evil. Wool, I knew, always tickled my teeth. And how did I know it tickled my teeth? Well, okay, so when I was a kid, I had like mad pica. And when I say mad pica, I say like stuff was delicious when I, it had no business being delicious, like appetizing, made my mouth water, for instance. Um, Copper pennies. Copper pennies. Oh my god. I, I got a little saliva in the back of my mouth thinking of it right now. Um, I used to love to suck on mouthfuls of pennies. I didn't care about germs. Germs who? I was like, whenever I would put a bunch of pennies in my mouth, it would almost give me these almost electrifying tartness something. It would just stimulate my taste buds and my spit glands and it would make me like get like spit way back here and it would kind of cramp but in a good crampy way like my muscles or I don't know it just made such a good reaction whenever I put 
the coins in my mouth. Um, so yeah, like, ooh, ooh. Wool, I've always known while, you know, going about, um, sampling all the delicacies that life had to offer, I came across a wool sweater, oh my god, um, I chewed on the wool, and I just remember it tickled my teeth, it's the sensation of my molars grinding the wool, um, mm-mm, it created a horrible tickly sensation in my teeth so like yeah that was something that I known that I had like you know but I still didn't say hey I have some sensory sensitivities yo that's odd I was just like I was a weird kid <laughs> uh Let's see, what else? Tags. Oh my goodness. Growing up, most of my shirts had holes in the back of them because I, um, I would rip the tags out of my shirt because I just could not stand the feeling of the tags. It would like cause me that itch. It would cause me to be so prickly and like <laughs> even this this I moved and I felt the tag on this one. This one has a tag, but it has a one of those like fuzzy soft actually no I see you I see you it has a fuzzy tag over the sticky tag and the sticky tags all curled up but you know what speaking of tags I think the reason why this one still has this tag is because it's tiny oh no it just hadn't been bothering Ooh. you know what I'm realizing now that that spot on my back where the tag was, was feels a lot better. Um, this is, that's what I would do. That's what I would do to my, um, that's what I would do to all my clothes. I still do that to all my clothes. Uh, but, um, did not like the feeling of tags. Um, hated leotards. Anything that buckled in my crotch was a no thank you for me. Okay. Um, I, uh, that feeling was just so uncomfortable. So freaking uncomfortable. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just did not like that feeling at all. And, um, what else we got? What else do we have? Uh, we got that feeling. My toes, that's right. 
So I think this was related to moments whenever my anxiety was high or something. But like I could not stand the feeling of my toes touching each other. Like I was very much aware that my toes were touching and because they touched together, like, I would, ooh, I, I'd, like, just, like, shift and, like, kind of, like, wiggle my toes a lot and just, like, adjust and try to fix it. But it was always so hard because, I mean, your toes touch. That's what they do. They're toes. But, oh, yeah, that was a bad one. Um... What? Let's see. Toes touching together. Smells. Smells. The smell of butterscotch. Oh, it made my nose cramp on the inside. Like, my sinuses. That was like... Oh, and my mom, she knew this, that I hated the smell of butterscotch, so, like, she would, like, purposefully eat said butterscotch, and, um, breathe in my face, you know, because it's funny, yeah, she doesn't like butterscotch, let's do it, no, I was like a sensory sensitivity to butterscotch, thank you. The smell was, like, overwhelming, and it ooh, just imagine it. Um, hearing high-pitched noises drive me insane. High-pitched noises are just, like, to me, they can be loud, like, on the level of fireworks, I'd say. I'll compare them to fireworks in the sense that you can't ignore fireworks. Not in the jumpy, like, ah, scary sense. It's like fireworks are so all-encompassing, got your attention, you know. You're not gonna just go about your day without realizing that fireworks are going off well. High-pitched noises are that noticeable to me. Uh, high-pitched noises for me. I recently learned that there is a thing where little, like, where noises, repetitive noises can make you angry. Misophonia? Misophonia? Is it, like... Misophonia? Question mark? Maybe? Um, yeah, like, uh, it's a thing where noises make you angry. And oh my goodness, like, let a soda can, for example, be sitting on a table with the vibration, you know, going through the house or something, and the soda can's like, 
but you know, like vibrating. This is not just the high pitch noises, this is just going under misophony or whatever. Uh, let the soda can be vibrating, and oh my god, I am jumping up, lunging across the room to stabilize said can because I just, um, mm -mm. the sound of it just. It, it, it I, I can't think I can't think I can't focus concentrate I just can't do like anything with that noise going on high-pitched noises are the same way I'm very I've gotten very good at like tracking down the noises where they are like turning my head and like you know it'll be like a light bulb Bluetooth light bulb or um, you know, whatever, just like something, and it's just, I can hear it, I can pick up on, um, frequencies that some people can't, even, um, my husband, who's self-diagnosed autistic, um, he, he can't even hear, and like, so, Oh, I'm sorry, I just kind of had a moment where I got caught up in my thoughts and I was losing my train of thought. Back to sensory stuff. Sensory stuff, sensory stuff. Do, 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 sensory stuff. Alright, so. Went over some taste. Didn't we? Yeah. Went over some touch. Didn't we do some touch? I'm trying to think of if I have any other sensory sensitivities. But yeah, so all that I knew I had prior to being um diagnosed with pervasive developmental disorder in OS. Um, July of 2020. But post-diagnosis, I was able to recognize, like, I don't like, uh, I realized that I started to pay attention to my body more. Um, after I was diagnosed with autism, I started to really like pay attention to my senses my um and my reactions to the senses that I'd experience or the uh, sensory input that I'd experience and like one thing that I realized was hot water when you turn it on has a certain hiss to it high pitch hiss and if you don't turn it on or it's, or it's not just it's like it can be hot and cold but hot water when you turn it on it has a high pitch like sound to it and if you turn it on not full blast or near full blast the sound is really bad so like I realized 
when I turn on the water, I'd be like, full blast, you know, I'd go all the way, um, realize that I really didn't like, uh, prolonged exposure to garbage disposals and, um, garage door openers and just noise which is soft like buzzy like clangy metal like the, that's like you know that's just like makes me wanna mm, a little bit clench up um so like you know I've listed several of my sensory sensitivities but like so question is what happens when I experience them uh, it all depends on my level of overstimulation what I can tolerate uh, sometimes I don't even notice it much I can just it's like a slight annoyance um, other times I might have to leave the room that it's in, or, uh, oh, like a helmet. Hey, girl, he has a helmet on, he's like, hey, I'm a race car driver, <laughs> and, um, yeah, sometimes I have to remove myself, or the offending sensory thingy, um, <laughs> It just depends on how my current level of stimulation is. And if too much is going on, I'm not going to be able to tolerate that high-pitched noise very well without, like, you know, if I can't remove myself from the room where the fluorescent lighting's going, then, you know, I'm going to sit there on my paper if I have a pen, and I'm going to draw the darkest circles you've ever seen. Which is called stimming. Stimming is like repetitive behaviors, um, actions that help you deal with, like, sensory information, emotions, feelings, process stuff, enjoy stuff. It just, it helps somehow. I don't know how it helps but it helps like right now it's like lots of things I'm enjoying with this that I just made I'm enjoying the texture of the paper the sound of the paper the feel of the paper you know like the look of it and it's causing me to go down a little rabbit hole and kind of like days out but you know what whatever okay anyway what we were talking about, sensory stuff, stimming, so yeah, so if I can't remove myself from the offending sensory input, most of the time, you know, I'll stim, so I'm a rocker, I, uh, yeah, I rock a lot, I, in class, I used to get in trouble a lot, because, you know, nobody knew I was autistic, so I used to get in trouble for doodling. I used to doodle to pay attention. That's what I would, I knew that, 
I knew I used to doodle to pay attention. Um, and I used teachers who would always be like, you're not listening. I'm like, I'm listening. I promise. This is how I listen. Um, I was a doodler. Uh, I'm a hummer. Too. Sometimes I'm just like, mm, not really humming a song, or I might be humming a song, but I'm a hummer. Um, it helps. Um, but yeah, stimming. I'll maybe stim more. Um, I don't think the only sensory input that, um, the only sensory input that maybe pushes me to, like, shut down melt meltdown state would be my kids crying, and, like, that, like, that's, like, if it doesn't stop, like, or if I can't remove myself from it, or if they don't calm down eventually, or, and, or calm down soon enough, or whatever. Um, yeah, but, like, it's so funny to live 33 years not even knowing I had, like, all of this stuff to deal with, but having to deal with it anyway. Um, my pen's running out of ink, and I'm running out of topic, or I'm getting kind of like off topic on my little tangent. So I'm gonna like come to a close and synthesize, or like you know, just come together, or like look at my stuff and like just kind of mush it up all together and like you know, sort it and like look at what I got and make a neat little description of this video because I'm trying to think. I've talked about sensory sensitivities, but also talked about stemming and pica. So like I gotta come up with a title to represent that. Anyway. This has been the sensory podcast, sensory sensitivity podcast discussion thingy for February the 9th, 2021. It is 10.42 p.m. I am going to edit this and stuff. So, night. <laughs>